everybody. Amen. You may be seated. He's a good God. Amen. I appreciate all he's done for me. I want to testify for a little bit. Amen. I've got been kind of holding them back, you know, just just you know, I don't anyhow. But I've been holding one back, but not this one. Yesterday we got us another yesterday afternoon noon we got a, our eleventh granddaughter. <laughs> I mean I mean, you got to love granddaughters when you got 11 of them and just one, you know, grandson. You got to love them. Yeah. And we're sitting up here, and, uh, and Avery come up and put the offering in, and she gave me a little wave, you know, and smiled real big. Let me tell you something. There's just something about them granddaughters, okay? There is something about the when they smile at you, they'll melt your heart. You know, they'll just do it. I guarantee you. And, uh, but anyhow, we appreciate the Lord and thank Him for that. Our family is growing. Amen. I, you know, like many of you have heard preach, I didn't think I'd make 16. <laughs> now I've got a granddaughter, you know, starting to knock on the door. She's not in her teens yet, but you know, don't just slow down. It don't, it'll go fast, believe me. But amen. You know, God's good to me. I thank Him for His blessings. Amen. We have two more on the way. God is good. I thank the Lord. I appreciate it. Amen. The other testimony I have is something a little bit more financial or whatever you want to call it. I've been beekeeping for about five years. And if, if you know anything about beekeeping, it's hard. <laughs> not, not to getting stung, that's no problem. You just got to realize you're going to get that. And, uh, and if you can't handle that, don't become a beekeeper. But anyhow... Uh, Every year you have winter losses and it's usually high and, you know, I, I kind of follow some beekeepers and, uh, and they have high percentages of losses and I never had a lot of hives and nobody really to mentor me and so I've tried to learn it on my own and, uh, you know, get some YouTube advice and, you know, learn how to keep bees. And uh, so I, finally this year I come through winter and I didn't lose a hive. I had five hives, came through winter, had five hives. You know, went into it with five, come out with five, so... 100%. Now, that's good. I'm, I'm like, that's good. So me and my brother-in-law was talking. He does bees too, uh, James Jones. And uh, I said, uh, we need to do something because last year I fought. My queens kept dying and uh, getting replaced or whatever. I kept losing my queens. And uh, I, it cost about $70, $75 a whack to ship one in. And finally at the end of the year, I, I said, it's too late to ship one in. I need to just get one local. And I bought a couple local which were about $40 each, and, and made it through winter, so we decided we'd make our own bees. And every year, you know, it comes when you lose those hives, you've got to replace them. You want to replace them, fill your boxes. So you spend about $200 average, you know, depending on what you get, for bees every year. At least, you know, I was buying one, two, three, four a year, five, and uh, then equipment. So spending money, spending money, you know, it's my hobby. It's my hobby. I got two of them. I finally... I've gotten to the shape. I can't have four or five. I said, I've got two hobbies. Beekeeping and duck hunting. That's it. I said, that is it. And if it wasn't for my sons, I wouldn't have duck hunting. Amen. Because they drag me out there and they drag me back. Amen. I got good boys. Hallelujah. But anyhow, so this year we decided we'd do queens. And we made some queens or reared some queens. Uh, and uh, we made about 20 of them. And they have to come, you put them in a little hive by themselves, a little cells and with bees, and they, they hatch out and go off and get mated and on a mating flight. 
and come back. And, you know, not every one of them makes it back. But anyhow, we ended up this year, we have sold 15 hives. <laughs> Amen. Not only did I get five through, but we sold 50. I thank God for that. Hallelujah. He's a good God. He'll bless you. You just stay steadfast in whatever you're doing. You just give Him the praise. Pay your tithes. Hallelujah. I paid my tithes on it. Amen. Me and my brother-in-law split it, split it, and I paid my tithes on it. Amen. I pay my tithes in honey. Hallelujah. When we get our honey, I take the 10% off the top, give it to the pastor and pastor's wife. Amen. They get their tithes on that. Amen. That's probably the sweetest tithes they get all year. Woo! Unless you're a sugar farmer. But anyhow, God's good. And I just want to thank Him for it. And, you know, we still, I've got, uh, <laughs> and I'm right now I'm sitting on eight hives. I do uh, bees with a couple of people, and I got four at one yard, fixing that four at one yard, and fixing that four at the other. They both have three right now, but I got two of the hives at my house to go to each one. And then we'll have some other bees left over too. So God's really blessed us. Um, man, I just, I, can't, I want to tell of His goodness. That's been burning in me. It may not seem like a lot, but let me tell you something. When God does something for you, and when you failed so many times, it seems like, you know, Man, my first year, I got two hives. I was all fired up. So got through winter, spring come in, I didn't have no bees. I mean, I lost everything. And uh, so times I went through with three and four and uh, ended up with one. You know, so God is good. Amen. I want to give him, the, not fail to give him the praise for everything he does. And sometimes I'd want to testify. They'd have to testify. It just don't fit right here. You know, I, I, everybody's te testifying by healings and things like that or, you know, physical um, blessings. And I said, well, I don't know. I'll just hold it. I thank him for it. He's good. Also, Brother Sampson, Caleb Sampson, was uh, talking about, you know, keeping our eyes on ourselves and basically upon God. And, uh, I, I started doing that after COVID. I got so discouraged. Actually, I won't say after. Yeah, it was after COVID because it's after Trump got, you know, defeated. It's like, I started getting negative. Bad. Following the news. I said, man, these guys don't report nothing, no truth. You know, so what I did, I quit following it. I said, I'm a preacher, come by and preach. You know, preachers got to be preached to, too. And he come by and preached and uh, said, you need to get your eyes off the world, the problems. We got enough problems in our own houses to worry about solving all the world's problems. I know I can't do it, but if I can just get this little area around me and my family, hallelujah, my church family, amen, my friends, my community, Amen, where I work. Amen, if I can work that out. If I can do something there to fix that. Hallelujah. Amen, I know that with the help of the Lord, amen, we can make it all the way. Hallelujah. Amen. Business wasn't good. Nothing was going good. Amen, but I tell you what, God works it all out. I got off that negativity. Amen, and here later, I, think I hear it every now and then. People like to get on it. And uh, my wife likes to tell me stuff. Hey, here's what happened. I said, I only want to hear about it. I don't care. You know, local news is all I want to hear about. You know, if it's somebody I know, okay. And just let me know about it. But, uh, you know, so here a while back, we, we'd got up to seven weeks of lead time worth of work. Out, seven weeks out. Man, that's good. That's where I like to be, you know. Looking after almost a couple of months. And it started dwindling, you know. Started slowing up. We got down to four and that old negative devil tried to jump on me. You know, hey, 
The economy's going south. We're fixing to, what are we fixing to go into? Anyhow, recession. We're in one? No, but they're acting like, you know, they're always threatening. Would they shut up? Would you, you know, I just want, would you just shut up? You may be one, but I'm not on your economy. I'm on God's economy. If he could send a raven to the man of God and feed him during the drought, hallelujah. And when it dry up, he goes into a town and the widow woman and her child are sustained and he's fed then too. Even my God can take care of me. I'm not on this world's economy, but I'm on God's economy. Hallelujah. And I let the devil know that. I know we're not going into one. Amen. Right now we're sitting on nine weeks backlog. Nine weeks. Woo, that's my God. I'm expecting things. I'm like, it feels like I'm sitting on a keg of dynamite. It's just right there. It's going to blow up and go one way or the other. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I'm looking to go up, amen. I'm looking to go up with Jesus. Man, he said we wouldn't be the tail, but we'd be the head. We wouldn't be the bar, but we'd be the lender. Man, I take scripture like that when I'm sitting there. And the devil comes telling me, hey, man, it ain't going to be no good. You're going to go under. I said, you're a liar. I'm a child of the king. Hey, man, my daddy owns a cattle on a thousand hills. And as Sister Samson says, the tater's under it too. Amen. I thank the Lord. All right. Let's go home. Whew. Amen. He's good. Appreciate the Lord. Say, what took you so long to get up here? I kept turning Brother Caleb down every time he asked me to preach. I said, I just, I just ain't got it physically. My fist, oh, I'll say all these blessings. Pray for me that God touches my legs. I told Dad, and some of them said, My breathing's not right. My lungs aren't right either. So I get out and work them bees, and I just run out of air. Run out of air, you know. And, uh, but you know what? He does, God. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't care. I know God can take care of it. Amen. But that's why I haven't preached. And uh, I didn't know. <laughs> Therefore, Watson, they may not ask me again. I said, next time I get asked, I'm preaching. Amen. And I felt all right. He sent me a text, and I felt okay today. I said, yeah, I'll preach. I think one day I told him I'm physically and mentally not able to preach tonight. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been to any of you other preachers. You probably never have been there. You know, all these, all these other preachers ride way up here on them high clouds. I kind of run in a middle-range cloud. Amen. But I told man, I'm not physically or mentally. It was a bad day. I have bad days at work, and, you know, I know it's going to get better, but I got bad days too. Amen. you got to fight it. Fight back. Amen. But I'd come to church that night, and, you know, get a word. Get a word. I'm always seeking that. When I'm in the prayer, word, prayer room, I say, God, give me a word tonight. I got to speak to my heart. I, I say anoint everything. God, anoint the worshipers. Anoint the song leaders and the musicians. Whether I'm playing or not, anoint them, God. 
God anoint the worshipers. That's first. You know, it's, it's worship. you worshipers mean something. I know a lot of times I, my legs get tired and I sit down and my feet go to sleep and I sit out over here. But I tell you what, when I could, I did. When I could, I did. Man, I appreciate God. I praise the Lord. I do what I can. Amen. Hallelujah. But, uh, you know, we get down sometimes. But God will bring you back up. I promise you that. Hallelujah. John, the third chapter. Thirty-first verse. Man, he that cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly, and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all. And what he hath seen and heard, that he testifieth. And no man receiveth his testimony. He that hath received his testimony hath set to his seal that God is true. Let us pray tonight. God anoint this preacher. God anoint this congregation to receive what you have for us tonight, God. God, we ask you to move God's blessing to anoint us, God. God, just to have your way here tonight, Lord. God, we appreciate you. We thank you, Lord. We give you all the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. A living testimony. You want to put a title to it, and I like to because that helps keep me in line. A living testimony. And I'm going to get a little bit off here. I was down there during worship service, and Brother Caleb Sampson came over there and said, hey, come sit in one of them comfortable seats up there with me when we go up. And I, I was raised my past... Learned to preach under uh, Brother Tom Farmer, and, and you'll never meet a humbler man. And uh, to teach you how to be a humble man, you know, I've seen, I've seen, seem like sometimes preachers that you know seems like they think they're better than you. I don't know, maybe I'm just backwards kind of person. But uh, he taught to be humble, and you know, he always teaches about the scripture. <clears throat> you sit in the low seat until you're invited up to the high seat. And I'm, I'm sitting down there, and I know this scripture because I, be, I was well taught. And uh, he's going to invite me up there. I'm going to be sitting up there like a duck. And he almost done it. And he's going to preach, they're going to sing, and I'm going to be stuck up there like, what's he doing up there? But you know what? I got up here, thank the Lord. And, uh, but, you know, I thank God for good preaching, good elders in my life that taught me how to live for Jesus. Taught me how to walk with Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother Triplett, watched him many times. And, and just Brother Samson here, you know, encouraged me one time when I was going to the home church. Uh, he come up to me and just said, just keep preaching. Just keep doing it. Just keep living for God. You know, when I was in a weak spot, and, and you know what? That done something. I'll never forget it. He probably has, but I haven't. I hear Brother Jimbo, you know, testify about what Brother Samson done for him. Come hunt him down in the parking lot when he got offended. Amen. You know what? It's things like these that builds a church. It's stuff like this, you know. We shouldn't want to offend anybody. Amen. Don't you offend one of these little ones. It's just not talking about these little children on these seats and these little babies. But it's talking about babies that may be 60, 70 years old just getting into church. Amen. You better be careful how you talk to them. You better be careful what you say to them. Amen. Amen. Because it may be a millstone tied around your neck when you get to heaven. Amen. 
Hallelujah. I want to make it in them doors and hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Amen. But John 3, 31, the first thing to becoming a living testimony is to accept the testimony. Verse 33, he that hath received his testimony has set to his seal that God is true. Hallelujah. Amen. When I don't argue with people when they want to debate. I'm not a good debater, but I'm, going to, I'm settled in my mind. Hallelujah. I know what's right. I know what I've been taught. I know what I've been read in that book, read in that Bible right there. Hallelujah. I know how to live for God. I know what it takes to make heaven my home. Amen. You can't argue me out of it. Hallelujah. Amen. I not, may not be real fast. Amen. But I can set my feet. Hallelujah. And, I'll, and I'll, I'll give you a battle. I'll give the devil a battle as long as I can. I was thinking when, we, when I was younger, and brother DJ Jones, he worked with us one summer and he even stayed with us, you know, he'd stay with us during the week. And he was in football and, uh, and he was a good size. He wasn't this big. I wouldn't even try it now, but man, just think about it. We'd probably both be hurting by the time it was done. We'd get in those, you know, get down in our stances and, you know, push back and forth. And, buddy, we'd do it, you know. I'm not going to say I beat him every time because I didn't. He had good technique. I didn't. <laughs> he, he'd played football. I hadn't. But you know what? We'd do that, you know, how you test yourselves and stuff like that. I, I, you know, I'm going to let the devil know I'm set. This thing's set. Hallelujah. I, I have set to his seal that God is true. You can't convince me, amen, that he ain't real. Amen. You can't t- convince me that he, he isn't alive because he is alive. Hallelujah. Amen. He rose from the grave victorious. He went to the cross. Amen. Died for my sins that I might be saved, that I might have life ever uh, more abundantly. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5. I'll tell you what, I, hadn't, I had all this saved up for about a month. I can't find nothing. Get your Bible out, and I guess... Lose spots. You guys got it on the board yet? No. <laughs> Amen. Huh? That's all right. I've got it too. I even had it marked. I just couldn't find my marker. First Corinthians, second chapter, the first verse. It said, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. I mean, sometimes we try. <laughs> We try to, you know, spew our wisdom out. And we're spewing, but it's not wisdom. It's usually ignorance. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and I don't want to talk with enticing words. I don't got any. Amen. I, 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 I have to email my customers, you know, things a lot of times. I don't just talk to them on the phone. But a lot of them, I don't even talk to them on the phone. When I try to call for help, they never answer. So I have to send an email and hope they return it. So you got to, I don't want them to think I'm some what I am. You know what I'm saying? Not real bright. Little backwoodsy country boy barely made it through high school. Okay? So you gotta, you know, sometimes I'll call Mark up because he went to a couple years of college and say, How's that look to you? <laughs> Before I hit that old sin button, because you know what? Once you hit that sin button, it ain't coming back. <laughs> if it comes back, it might be with their reply. But I know this that sometimes they send me emails and it makes me feel real smart. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, I'm smarter than I thought I was. But anyhow, maybe I just look at it a little better than they do. I worry about it. But uh, amen. Not with excellent speech. Verse 2, For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. You know what people want to hear about? You know what they want to see? Out of you, they want your testimony to be is they want to see, they want you to love them, they want you to encourage them, amen. They want you to tell about God, amen. That robed Himself in flesh, came down here and gave up His body, hallelujah, that you could be saved, hallelujah, that you could be saved. And it's not for me and my family only, but it's for everybody. It's for as many as the Lord thy God shall call, hallelujah. I'm so glad we serve that kind of a God. Amen. I'm so glad that everybody's got the opportunity. Everybody's got a chance. He didn't leave nobody out, but the whole world. Verse 3, And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. And this is the difference between Paul and me. He had it to give the wisdom but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Hallelujah. Man, I want to see more power. I was thinking that scripture, you know, these signs shall follow them that believe. Hallelujah. And you know what? They do. A lot of times, so where are they at? Where are they at? They're there. If we just open our spiritual ears and hearts and listen to people's testimonies, they're there. Hallelujah. And you just keep on getting encouraged. Hallelujah. I mean, you're not going to find what we see in this church in every church you go to. Hallelujah. Amen. The power and the demonstration. Let me tell you something, folks. If you live for God, you don't have to all the way, always go around saying, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Be a, try to be a prophet, a mighty prophet. But you live for God, and I guarantee you, signs will follow you. Miracles will follow you. Hallelujah. It's going to happen. You can't do nothing about it. Amen. God will run you down. Hallelujah. When you live for Him... Amen. When you're true to Him. Hallelujah. Amen. He will run you down. Hallelujah. Let you be a part of a miracle. A sign. A wonder. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 5. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Amen. Being settled. Testifying to the world, amen. This is what we've got. This is what I've got. This is why I act how I act. Amen. Because the God that I serve is worthy. Hallelujah. When it seems like your family all around you is falling apart and your friends, amen, they can't, you know, I hire people that all the time. They've got, they've got uh, you know, substance abuse. They've got problems. And I just say, thank you, God, that I don't have these problems. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me tell you, we, it rains on the just and the unjust alike. But I'm going to tell you, it rains a lot harder on the unjust than it does us. Hallelujah. By the way you live, I go through trials. I go through things. It's, I'm not always on the mountaintop. But amen, I'm thankful I've got something to lean on. That when I get up the next morning, I've got the strength that I know, hey, I ain't got a headache. I can make it to work. I can drive that hour and ten minutes to work. Hallelujah. And be okay. Hallelujah. Amen. We, let me tell you something. But you know what? I want them to know that they can have it just like I got it. Hallelujah. I don't want to look down on them, but I want to say, hey, 
You can come on up. You can come on up from where you're at. Hallelujah. Second Timothy. Chapter 1, verse 8. Second Timothy 1 and 8. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. Paul talking and writing again. But be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Hallelujah. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. Not according to our works, but according to His own purpose. And grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Hallelujah. Verse 10. But is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to the light through the gospel. Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. Hallelujah. Verse 12, for the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Amen. We don't need to be ashamed. Hallelujah. We don't need to hold our head down. Hallelujah. When somebody asks us, amen, where do you go to church? Tell them I go to the Apostolic Lighthouse of Neosho, Missouri. Amen. We ain't got nothing to be ashamed of. Hallelujah. Amen. We got a good spirit. Amen. We got a beautiful facility. Amen. We've got the Spirit of God here. Amen. That's where I go. Amen. I serve the only true God. I serve Him in the only way that you can serve Him, and that's by the Bible way. Amen. Hallelujah. The only way you can make it to heaven is by His Word. I'm not ashamed. Hallelujah, the gospel of Jesus Christ through his name. Hallelujah. Amen. We have this guy that works for us, and he's been there over a year, year and a half, almost two years. We allow him, I don't allow radios out in the workplace. We don't allow them because they'll be playing music I don't want to hear. You know, when you own the place, you can kind of set your own rules up. But we do allow them to put their earbuds in. We got one guy, now, man, he can sing. He's kind of a little bit off there. I think he was, in his younger years, probably got, you know, a little messed up with something. He don't quite act right. But uh shouldn't say he don't quite think right. You know, I, I kind of look at him, have to shake my head, and I said, what? <laughs> Not all the time, but sometimes. Good guy, good guy. Give you the shirt off his back. And, well, anyhow, he can sing. Bluegrass. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I like bluegrass gospel bluegrass amen but he'll get to singing and I don't know what every day every day all day long and if, if they put my brother he's I'm in the office and there's machines just right out the door and he seems to be over there all the time and sometimes you're in there man I cannot focus he's singing so much now listen he sings a little bit of variety okay he sings his country and he, but he sings a lot of gospel. When he's singing that gospel and I go out there, I, I let a little bit of it fly too, you know. Just let him know, huh? And he'll come, just kind of stop and look at me. He'll stop singing for a little bit. I don't know, I must have embarrassed him or something. I must be that good. But, yeah, I'd like to see that dude in church. He can play the guitar. I mean, I follow him on Facebook. He gets on that guitar and plays. and Woo! Boy, he ain't ashamed, I guarantee you that. 
They went on a vacation to Ohio, him and his wife and their daughter. And they went there, and she said, man, I think we ought to move up here. He says, you're, you're breathing so much better. you got so much more air than what you had. He come back from vacation telling us this, you know. you got so much air than you had down here there in Missouri, up here in Ohio. And I'm going, well, she ought to work with him. This guy's got air. I'm telling you, eight hours. With two paid 10-minute breaks. So 20 minutes, I don't hear him. But I bet he's out in that car singing. Eight hours of singing. He's got more air than most of us have. I guarantee you that. She just don't understand. She needs to come listen to him at work. He's got, he gets home, I imagine. He's like, oh, I can't hardly breathe. You know what? I'm telling you what. People, they're confused. I'm glad I live for Jesus. He's not ashamed. I don't want to be ashamed, but I want to be excited about Jesus. Amen. When somebody asks me, hallelujah, who do I, where do I go to church? Amen. Why do I act the way I, why do I talk the way I talk? What do you do what you do? It's because I'm not ashamed of living for Jesus. I want to tell them about it. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11 chapter. Fifth verse. I'm just about done if they want to come to the music. Hebrews 11 and 5. And I guess I got a dictionary meeting for uh, meaning a testimony. I looked it up, and of course, it, you, know, you know, people think about testifying. They go to court, you testify, you know, on the behalf of somebody or, or against somebody. And that was in there in the dictionary meeting, but the meaning that I liked was a public recounting of a religious conversion or experience. Amen. I want to be a living testimony. Amen. I don't want to hide my testimony in these four walls. Hallelujah. Whenever I go out them doors and you see me at work on Monday, I'm still living holiness. <laughs> Amen. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday, <laughs> and on Sunday. Amen. That's the way it's got to be. We don't, we don't win people inside these walls. We get what we need inside these walls. Hallelujah. We get what we need to go on. We get the encouragement and strength and the Spirit of God, you know, just leading us and guiding us and directing us. That's how we go on. But that's not where we win people. It's when we win people is when we go outside these walls. The way we live, the way we act, the way we treat people. Amen. I don't want to be one that is rude to people. Amen. I know sometimes I get upset like anybody else, you know. I get aggravated, and, but, uh, you know, I'm better. I'm better. Amen. Than when I was younger. <laughs> Amen. But, you know, wisdom will do that to you, and so will slow speed and bad physical condition. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Want some of them women out there look pretty tough, too. <laughs> You say you're afraid to fight a woman. I'm afraid to fight myself. Amen. I, I tell you what, it wouldn't take much. Now, when I was younger, I didn't mind so much. You know, me and my brother at work, it was a bad thing sometimes. But, uh, hey, hey, man, you know how it is growing up with your brother and then working with him. Whoa. And we was just a year apart, a little over a year. And, it, and I was always the bigger brother. And he always had, you know, short man syndrome. I'll tell him that, too. <laughs> 
And he's way meaner than I am. I'm going to tell you that right now. But we were standing on a pull my porch. We just pulled in. We passed some guys, and they'd done something. Or we was laughing, you know, about something in the truck. And I was married, and we pulled up to the, my house and got out and was on the porch. And these guys drove by and rolled their windows down and started telling us how much they thought about us. And me, I just mouthed them back and forth. I wasn't going nowhere. And then my brother, he jumps off the porch. I'm going, oh, here we go. Because then you got to back him up. You know, here we go. And uh, he started telling them, hey, you're not going to talk to us like that. And, uh, well, then I come off the porch. And I was a little bit bigger, you know, guy. And I started growling a little bit. I was mad. <laughs> now I'm mad. Yeah, God is so good. I want to be a living testimony, tell of His goodness. Hallelujah. Went better than what I was. Amen. That's what we're always striving for is getting better all the time. You know, brother, brother Caleb, that's what we're striving for. Uh, not, I, I love winning. I hate losing. Uh, I coached a little, little, little league baseball, my sons, and I hated to lose. And so we practiced. We practiced. And I learned, I went to, I went to baseball. I took my boys to baseball camps and I went with them. So I could learn how to teach them the right way to play so we can win. And uh, Lord forgive me, I probably wouldn't do it again. You know, you look past it. What a, that was just a waste of time. Uh, maybe not Mark, but Horn and say, yeah, we could have fished and hunted a lot more. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, I hated losing. And I, I don't like looking bad either. I hate looking bad. So uh, as far as, you know, when you do something, I want to do it right. And, and so... We would. We'd win. I'd, I'd yell at him. He'd be on the mound. He was one of my main pitchers, of course, as Coach's son always is, because they spend more time practicing with him. And he'd be pitching, and, and I'd be out there. The parents loved it. I'd be threatened when he couldn't throw a strike. I said, you don't throw a strike. I said, you're not going to see that mound. And I wasn't quiet. I, was in, I wasn't out there giving them a little visit and a quiet talk. I was standing in the dugout letting them have it. I said, you will not see that mound again. Thank God he threw a strike. <laughs> Amen. But I appreciate God. I want to be a living testimony. But Hebrews 11 and 5, the Bible says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation. He had this testimony that he pleased God. Amen. I want to be a living testimony. Amen. I want to please God. Amen. I don't want to be ashamed of Him but I because I, I don't want Him to be ashamed of me. Hallelujah. Amen. Lord bless you tonight. He's good God.